and welcome into this crossover edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast and the Locked On Tampa Bay Lightning podcast. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast and Tampa Bay Lightning podcast your first listen of the day. And for everybody on the Lightning feed, let me introduce myself. My name is Armando Velez. I'm from pantherparkway.com. You can follow me on Twitter at monoman 12 Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And it's a postseason crossover edition. And I'm very, very excited to be recording this with who I call my counterpart here on the Locked On Podcast Network, Mr. Adam Danker. Mr. Adam, we meet again. Yeah, we have to. We're, we're starting to make this a, a tradition now. The series so nice that we have to do it twice. So, uh, <laughs> glad glad that we're getting. You know, I was thinking uh, when the playoffs started, Armando, that oh man, are we gonna have to do this again? You know, I've already gotten over playing the Islanders two years in a row, and now I'm gonna have to play the Florida Panthers in a row, two years in a row. Probably one of the teams in the Eastern Conference you definitely don't want to play. But listen, that's what happens when you have two good teams from the same state and. Uh, and, and I don't care who says it, Florida is a hockey state. And even we're starting to see more national people starting to, to say that too. Yeah. And I, I think about it multiple ways. Um, I, I, preferred, I preferred to play the Tampa Bay Lightning in, in round two. And, but at the same time, myself and a lot of my people from Panther Parkway didn't really have a big preference on who – the Florida Panthers rather play um, play really. It, 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 they think of it as if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. And and what a challenge that the Florida Panthers have on their hands to face off against the two-time Stanley Cup champions. And after last year's epic six-game series, and and, it, and even though the Tampa Bay Lightning went all the way and advanced three rounds further, many around the National Hockey League thought that that series – was the best one of all of all of the all of the playoff series and florida of course even strength was really it, it was it was it played the tampa bay lightning really well at even strength what killed them last year was special teams they they took too many penalties they were out of position they got they got nikita kutrov and steven Stamkos back right at the at, at the right time 40 percent on the power play and of course vasilevsky that was part of his uh, consecutive streak of shutouts in a series clinching game, and Vasilevsky was just hard to get through. Uh, and and the Florida Panthers found ways at times, but special teams was what ultimately killed them. Yeah, uh, I mean that's the thing that probably uh, we could both agree on when it comes to game of hockey is special teams will kill you. That's something that the Lightning have. You know, I guess it's a good place to start. That's good. Uh, that's the way. That's what's killed the Lightning all season long. Um, special teams, especially taking unneeded penalties. We saw it throughout this entire previous series against the Toronto Maple Leafs. So um, that is definitely something, uh, especially playing against a team uh, as talent as the Florida Panthers, who who are who are reasonably good on, on the power play. Uh, definitely something my team needs to clean up going forward. So, you know, didn't like how this previous series went against the Toronto Maple Leafs, but um, I think the Lightning are going in with a ton of confidence, not only just seeing 
how things went with this Maple Leafs team previously, but uh, how the series went between our teams last year. I'm not saying that they're going to go in there and, you know, just phone it in because they think they could, well, you know, we beat them last year in six. We could probably do it again. But um, I think really uh, what played in our favor this year, Armando, was playing each other the last week of the season. You ran into my boys right as we got hot. And uh, uh, that was something that really, you know, it didn't look like it later on in the the, the, the last couple of games of the season. But I think that was something that the, the Lightning kind of had in the back of their mind that, Let's just get them one more time before we get into the playoffs, because most likely we're gonna we're gonna have to play these guys again at some point anyway. But um, yeah, it, it's it's very strange how our teams are different yet have ch- have have changed and and but have stayed the same at the same time since we've last seen each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you, <coughs> the cores are still there between the two teams, just different surrounding uh, yeah. pieces around. And for that last matchup between the Lightning and the Panthers, I also consider the fact that there's a big gap in between their third game and their fourth game. Their third game came in December while they played the first three times in October, November, December. Uh, Florida got them in the first um, time 4-1. Tampa Bay beat them the second go-round in overtime. Aaron Ekblad, if he got the puck a little bit higher on Vasilevsky and he didn't make a glove save, that could have been an overtime winner and then Braden point goes the other way for by all by himself off the bench uh the third one was the COVID game for the Tampa Bay Lightning so of course the Florida Panthers they don't apologize for wins but they do understand at the same time the circumstances at play so so that that can be a little bit of a wash for that one and then of course the the last one uh, a lot of the same issues that the Florida Panthers had last season in their playoffs um in the playoffs Kind of came up around this game in 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 their in the in the last week of the season for for the Panthers and part of me like you said then we saw towards the tail end of the season how the Florida Panthers were really starting to slow down and I was just starting to think it's like is this the is this the Panthers we're gonna see in 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 the playoffs or is this just okay the last week of the season are they gonna are they really taking their foot off the ga- the gas pedal we, we we don't know the answers to that that's the, mm-hmm. that's the truth we just don't know but it, it and then we saw of course it getting really tense between of course Sam Bennett and Mikhail Sergachev and then Ryan Lomberg on Eric Chernak uh, Lomberg got an instigator penalty and then a, a one game suspension Bruno got a fine uh Bennett uh there's a of course, he had that charging penalty last year on Ross Colton um, and then got suspended for game two. So the the of course, Pat Maroon, um, of course, being a pain in the ass for the Florida <laughs> Panthers. And Ryan Lomberg is that guy for the Tampa Bay Lightning. So each person has their own guy uh, that's trying to, like, get in the heads of the other. And that's that's what makes these teams so similar, but also different at the same time. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And, and I believe it or not, I actually prefer. Uh, when the Lightning don't play that type of game. And I'll tell you why, because I feel like with the Lightning, um, and I'm sure you've seen it with your guys at certain times as well, it seems as though this team is so talented at so many things is that when they focus, especially on the physical aspect of the game, um, you see everything suffer right away. And it takes them a couple of games to kind of get it back going again. And and I think we're going to see somewhat of a similar, obviously in, in terms of intensity, uh, series as we saw last year but I think really I I wouldn't be shocked if this series is played differently by both these teams I think we're gonna see 
kind of somewhat of a conservative couple of games uh, to start off the series. I think what will really happen is that we'll both teams will see all right who who's going to throw the first punch who who's going to lay the first big hit and I wouldn't be shocked if it if we get to game three or four and then that's when the big hits start flying. Mm. I could see that too because they don't want to. They don't want nobody on either side wants to be the start of what could be a big chain reaction because yeah none of these teams none of the people who cover them would be none of them would be surprised if this is an extended series that goes the distance yeah so that's the thing you want to it's it's all about pace too in game six of of the first round between the Panthers and the Washington Capitals we saw a little bit of desperation from Washington as they were starting to get very physical early and then. Their, their hits uh their hits were like in the mid 20s and then in the second period it was like not even 10 so they conserved a little bit of their energy and of, of course in desperation to uh, in an elimination game and 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 that could be a case as well and the Florida Panthers especially being at home which you know they 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 didn't show up at home last year uh they get getting swept in both games one and two. They don't want that to happen this time, and they they know how important it is to to get to get both of these of these of these games at home. Of course, if you split, it's not the end of the of of the world. You still have to find a way to win on the road in the postseason. But the 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 Panthers, I I I agree with you that I don't think that it's going to be uh, too too physical as far as the the pushing and the shoving. Of course, there's going to be a little bit of those. Um, someone on the doorstep and a little like push here and there, but nothing, nothing too crazy, nothing too crazy at least in the beginning. So that that's that's what I think about that. So it's it's, it's gonna it's let's see how let's see how it tenses up. That that's I'm I'm very curious to see when it does. Yeah, I I mean it, it's it's gonna be very interesting because you know what that is probably the more likely scenario, or we could probably see. Uh, a couple of fights off the opening puck drop just as a sign as the, hey, let's just get this over with and then play the series. Absolutely. You you, you just <clears throat> never know when it comes to rivalries, for, for sure. But, Adam, uh, let, let's talk about our uh, first-round series next. But first, uh, tell us all about Built Bar. All right. So I, it's going to be a long series, and, and, you know, it's that time of year where everybody – uh, is looking for healthy alternatives uh, in the in the things they eat. Uh, you know, we still have people that have. Uh, if you're still working on your New Year's resolution and working out, congratulations! I dropped it on January second, uh, but I'm still trying to eat healthy. And the best way I can eat healthy is by uh, one of our best sponsors, the OG sponsors that have been around since day one, and that is Built Bar. Imagine dipping your finger into that plastic tube of birthday cake frosting, and then opening your eyes and realizing that that was only 150 calories and 60 grams of protein. That is what it's like to eat a birthday cake puff from Bill Bar. I just received my birthday cake puffs, and I just have never had anything like this before. They're available right now. We can't promise that they'll be there tomorrow, so you got to get them today. And if you haven't tried the, pro- the puffs, I'll let you on a little secret because that's what friends do, Armando. A chocolate-covered marshmallow protein bar. You heard me. Delicious flavored marshmallow-covered in 100% real chocolate. Make every day your birthday with Bill bars birthday cake puffs built has taken this delicious experience of biting into a fresh slice of birthday cake in throat in 100 white chocolate and 
added sprinkles. So go to built.com, use that promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. The Bill Puffs uh, were uh, my breakfast this morning. Along with <laughs> coffee, so definitely is some good fuel heading uh, into this m- morning recording of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast and the Locked On Tampa Bay Lightning podcast. It's the second segment here of this Battle of Florida uh, crossover edition of the show. And let's talk about how our teams fa- um, looked in round one of the of the postseason. Uh uh, obviously, for the people on my feed, they know they the the Florida Panthers um, go up against the Washington Capitals and they beat them four games to two. Um, not looking their best, um, going behind twice already um, in the in in the series, losing game one and game three. Um, game three, they the tires just blow off them. Um, and Alexander Barkov and company, they had a team meeting after game three, and then they ended up winning three straight. And this is a team that goes 0 for 18 on the power play in round one. So that that they didn't look their best in in, in round one. And with the and Alexander Barkov was a little silent um in the beginning of the series, and then he got himself going in the at the end. And then Carver Hagee averaging two points a game in in the, the series. He he finds a way to like help the Florida Panthers uh carry them over the the Washington Capitals in this one. So it's been an incredible series for Carver Hage, even though the Panthers as a team uh, didn't didn't look their best. And they allowed six power play goals to uh, the Washington Capitals, mostly to uh, TJ Oshie. Um, and even though there was no Tom Wilson, they still found a way uh, to, to win this one. And they were able to contain Alexander Ovechkin for the most part, despite him having an injury going into round one. But you're Tampa Bay Lightning. Um they 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 win four games to three against the Toronto Maple Leafs, a, a a team that many people thought that could have finally won a, a first round series since two thousand four for for Toronto. And for Toronto, this wasn't a lot of uh, me, a lot of narratives around the Toronto Maple Leafs is that they didn't feel like they they didn't feel like it was an embarrassment like last year. They saw it as. They just went up against the Stanley Cup champions, the two-time Stanley Cup champions, and man, they had their best season in a long time, and they run into these guys. Kind of how Florida felt last year, kind of, and and, and look what happens: the Tampa Bay Lightning win the win the championship. But um, I want to get your perspective on how and of what you thought of the Tampa Bay Lightning in that round one series, because we were both talking about pre-recording that both of the teams didn't look their best in round one. Yeah, uh, to say that the Lightning did not look their best would probably be almost at times a little bit of an understatement. Uh, the, the the problem for this team all year long has been consistency, which we have not seen any from this team really all season long, which is why it's almost incredible that they won this series to a certain extent. Um, you know, do you start off the first, you know, going into game six, uh, the Lightning have neither team actually uh, failed to win games in consecutive fashion. And you kind of figured, uh, well, the, you know, that the, this means kind of like the uh, that the Maple Leafs are due, but no, uh, the Lightning battled. They show why you know that veteran core is so good. Uh, they showed why they're that they're the two-time defending Stanley Cup champion, and you know, you, you got to tip your cap really because what it came down to in that last game was Andre Vasilevsky doing Andre Vasilevsky things. Uh, he has had a little bit of a rough season thus far this year. Uh, a lot of it could be 
probably attributed to the fact that he's played so many games over the last couple of years and then now playing 55 plus games for only playing 55 plus games for the first time in his career only has played 50 games once in his NHL career. So, you know, that after uh, a bunch of playoff games and, and a fir- the first 82 game full season in a while, it takes a toll on you. But, you know, he battled. He, and that's really what the playoff playoffs are about is is that mental fortitude. And and we're going to see a lot of that in this series. And uh, But the, one of the big uh, issues now with this Lightning team uh, heading into a series with your boys is Braden Point. Uh, he got hurt in that last game against the Florida Panthers. Um, we all know uh, the history story of uh, the, the the history of uh, Braden Point's injury and injuries, and uh, not sure exactly what it is just yet. But he's highly doubtful for Game One, and uh, I think really we're going to see uh, how John Cooper. It's going to be very interesting to see how John Cooper could turn these around. Uh, these these lines up there because he has Jan Ruda on that third line, which is very interesting given that Jan Ruda is a is a defenseman. But we saw that in the past uh, last year uh, with Luke Shen uh, that that uh, John Cooper isn't afraid to play that extra defenseman out there, especially in a series that he knows is going to be super defense uh, super uh, physical. So you know what? In a way, you you hate to see Pointer uh, out of the lineup, and hopefully he gets back and and he could. He could start get to get things going because let's face it, he wasn't exactly a vintage Braden Point uh, at times um, throughout the series. But uh, when you have a guy like that who has 38 career playoff goals and has been a huge part of this team's success over the last couple of years, uh, you definitely are going to miss him at certain points. Yeah, and after that comeback in Game Six at home, being down one, and then finding a way. To, to win after that and then of course uh game six where now it's five straight years where the toronto maple Leafs have lost a winner take all game and of course the the champions they they find a way to win when when even when they don't play their best and the florida panthers do have a, a player on their side of things that is unlikely to play mason marchment um who who is a, an original uh who is from the Toronto Maple Leafs. They were trading him for Dennis Mulgan. He won an AHL championship. And it's funny because Carver Hagee, regardless of whether it was the Toronto Maple Leafs or the Tampa Bay Lightning, he would have played one of his former teams because he's an original Maple Leafs draft pick. And then uh, playing in a bottom six role, played I know only eight playoff games for the Tampa Bay Lightning in their cup run in 2020. Uh, But he was going to play his uh, former team regardless of what happened. And I also think about this for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Their first championship in the Edmonton bubble, well, Toronto and then going to Edmonton later on. They they won that championship in late September that year. Yeah. You turn around less than a year later, win in late June. You go a few months, a, a very short and off season again. And then, like you said, Vasilevsky's workload is right is is a lot right now. Of course, you're going to get some bangs and bruises when you play so many games. I mean, Nikita Kucherov started off with an injury uh, for for the season again. And uh, Braden Point, um, of course, hurt in Game 7, which was an ugly ugly injury from just near the boards. I I, I don't wish that on anyone. It's just I've I've never injured my leg that badly, but I've injured my leg. And that, that, that one just... It hurt me. I, I mean, Aaron Eckblad had one in in Dallas uh, in 2021, uh, and that was the, you. You never want to see a player player go through that. But 
I, I also think about it like that with the Tampa Bay Lightning about how much less turnaround that they have um, with the with the Florida Panthers. But I also think about this. Yes, the majority of the core has played a lot of games, but a replenishment of that third line for the Tampa Bay Lightning has a little bit of fresh energy for that team. I mean, Nick Paul had an amazing game seven uh, for, for Tampa Bay. And of course uh, you get Brandon Hagel on a very, of course the, the trade firm was very expensive as far as draft capital, but the cap hit that's under the cap of the Tampa Bay lightning fits so well for what they're trying to do. Of course, every team that's going, that's being a contender is spending high and they have very little wiggle room for, for, for to fit on a team. I mean, the Florida Panthers had that situation where they used um, Aaron Eckblad's LTIR space to get Robert Haig uh, from the Buffalo Sabres, and they uh, they got they were part of a three ray trade with Carolina for them to get Max Domi, and look what Max Domi did in Game Seven for the Carolina Hurricanes get, gets them over the top. So there's a lot of uh, nipping and uh, crunching for for these teams to try to get things together. And like like I said, there's a little bit of fresh energy um, on that bottom six uh, for the Tampa Bay Lightning, and after losing. Gord and Goudreau uh, last year, uh, and and Blake Coleman, it, it, like bottom six is how how you win uh, ch- championships. Like that's a that's a part of at least your middle six, but that that's going to help you get over the top. And of course, the Florida Panthers, them missing Mason Marchment, that's going to be a, a kind of a big uh, loss for them because he's a uh, he's a guy who brings the physicality and he's a guy who. Uh, who's just a grinder out there. So it's going to be really telling when it comes to the bottom six of both of these teams. Yeah, but, you know, isn't isn't that what the playoffs are all about, depth? Absolutely. Uh, we, we've seen it the last couple of years. And 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 I have to say, I, I am, you know, Brandon Hagel has, has struggled somewhat to really get things going, but he has played very well. Uh, uh, he 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 adds a lot of depth to, to the lineup, of course. But uh, this 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 third line, uh, I must say, the the amount of pressure that they have received, not only locally but nationally, uh, to follow up what Barclay, uh, what Goodrow Coleman, that Goodrow Coleman line uh, has done over the last couple of years, um, for these three guys to step up, Colton, Hagel, and Paul. In the way they did, especially Nick Paul, who I think uh, his performance has been a huge surprise since coming over from the Senators. Um, it, they have done a fantastic job, and and, and I really think that we're going to see them play a huge, huge factor alongside the uh, some of the the big boys that you already know are and, and are familiar with up top. Yeah, no doubt, and and it's it's going to be really about what which one which one can get them get them that greasy goal sometimes and yeah. sometimes when it comes to uh the power play as well uh the Florida Panthers again over over 18 they got to find a way to score on the power play against the best goalie in the world uh right now at, uh, until proven otherwise but we're going to transition over to the next segment where we're going to actually give our series predictions for this uh for this series so uh stick around uh stick around on this edition of the locked on florida panthers podcast and the locked on tampa bay lightning podcast where we'll be discussing more about this second go round of the battle of florida but first we're going to tell you all about bet online and our partners at bet online continue to be the number one source for all your sports betting needs and sports info 
Find all the latest odds, news, and sports development, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, Stanley Cup playoffs, fights, and even next season NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sport wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Continuing this Battle of Florida crossover edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast and the Locked On Tampa Bay Lightning podcast. Thank you for making Locked On Florida Panthers podcast and Locked On Tampa Bay Lightning podcast your first listen of the day. We we haven't we haven't really spoken much about really the other series around the NHL before we get to our predictions, but it's so cool out west that there is also a battle of Alberta between the Edmonton Oilers and the Calgary Flames the first time since 1991. I wasn't even born yet. And you see Connor McDavid putting the dagger on the LA Kings late in the game. You never see Connor McDavid makes as that much give that much emotion. Then he finds a way to carry his team. And then the epic game seven, Jake Ottinger was the the player of the playoffs so far, even in even in a losing effort. And the Calgary Flames were able to Johnny Gaudreau, he's going to earn himself a, a nice contract uh, this offseason. Um, it, it's crazy how we're getting both uh, East and West for uh, for a battle of states in the U.S. and provinces out in Canada. Your, your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I thought it was a fantastic series. I was actually, uh, uh, when I was doing the Thursday spot on the Locked On NHL, uh, podcast with my co-host uh, from Lock on Avalanche, Chris Masilli. Uh, I was telling Chris that um, I was actually on the bandwagon for the Dallas Stars. I, the way that Stars team is built, and especially, yeah, Jake Ottinger this season, he he has definitely won me over. Um, so having him, uh, seeing him have that kind of performance uh, in that type of game was really not a surprise. I thought he did fantastic. Uh, it was a shame, you know, you want to see a goaltender kind of get repaid by uh, – by his by what he puts out, especially in a game like that, uh, but he'll be back. I mean, you'll, goaltenders like that, we'll see this Dallas Stars team, and we'll see Jake Ottinger back. But uh, listen, you know the trade-off is Battle of Alberta, I, probably the only series, uh, probably throughout the the NHL. I mean, there's a few here and there uh, that I could think of, but the only other rivalry that I could really think of where the two teams are uh, at the at the top of their powers, other than our guys. Uh, that that is just as good, but it's going to be interesting. That'd be that would be interesting to see how um, that series plays out. I wouldn't be shocked if that goes seven. I don't think anybody would. Uh, but the way that the Flames are playing and the way Johnny Gordeau is playing, um, and, and and Matthew Kachuk, I wouldn't be shocked if that series also gets finished up quickly. Um, but I, I'm also curious to see how the St. Louis Blues and Avalanche series go, just because the Avalanche have kind of been sitting around for a little bit and. And if there's anything we know about that Avalanche team is that they uh, they 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 need, they thrive on on consistency and and you know to be off for that period amount of time and you know let's face it we kind of figured that that Nashville Predator series was going to go the way it did so yeah. uh, you know now they get their first real test and and we'll see how they could deal with that adversity early on in the series. Yeah, and um, let's not forget the New York Rangers finding a way yeah. to grind out a win over the Pittsburgh Penguins, of course. A little context the Pittsburgh Penguins were using their third string uh goalie and the injury with Sidney Crosby but Igor Shesterkin finding a way to carry them over and then of course the Carolina Hurricanes such a defensively sound hockey team um having 
with Freddie Anderson likely coming back in round two, even though Antti Ranta played well enough to keep the job, that's going to be a uh, a series that I don't know if I see New York winning that one uh, with, with mm-hmm. how difficult Carolina is. But, hey, you never know. Igor Shosturkin at, at times looks shaky, but he found a way to steal a game um, in game seven for the New York Rangers. But I want to go over the schedule right before we uh, we uh, give our predictions a little bit for uh, – for this uh, crossover edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast and the Locked On Tampa Bay Lightning podcast. So here's the schedule as goes. And uh, game one is tonight, uh, May May 17th at 7 p.m. Game two is Thursday, uh, May 19th at 7 p.m. Game three is a back-to-back. Game three and four are back-to-back Sunday at 1.30 and then uh, May 23rd at 7. Uh, Game five is Wednesday at FLA Live Arena. No, No time yet. Game uh, six is May 27th uh, at Emily Arena. And then game seven will be Sunday, May 29th at FLA Live Arena. Shall there be a game seven? And a lot of the complaints in South Florida are it's conflicting with the heat. There's only one game, six out of those seven games that that they are conflicting. But I do give you permission, Florida Panther fans, hmm. that it's socially acceptable to dual cast both games. And, of course, uh, both Locked On Panthers and Locked On Heat are doing live shows. Uh, so you can watch both of them after, and there's a big time gap, 7 p.m. for Florida Panther games, 8.30 for Miami Heat games, so that you'll be able to watch both. So it's socially acceptable uh, for both. So, Adam, it is time for for we are getting at the towards the tail end of the show. Last year, the Florida Panthers, they lost this series in six games, and the Tampa Bay Lightning went all the way to the Cup at the time. Many said whoever won this series could go all the way. I think it's that very same, could be that very same thing this year. Of course, there's a Colorado Avalanche team that's heavily favored on the other side. But I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you the floor first on give, giving you on who you picked to win this <clears throat> series. And the floor is yours, my friend. Uh, well, I mean, the easy question there. I mean, the, it's my boys in seven. I, I think anything less than seven, I think, will be a drastic surprise uh, for this series. Um, it, I think we're just going to see more of the same. And, and, and we did state before that we might have a little bit of a slow buildup in the first couple of games in terms of the intensity and physicality. We'll see spurts here and there. But I think once the series gets into the later stages, five, six, and seven, I think it's going to be a full-out war. I, I really think that we're going to see contributions from players that really you wouldn't normally see during the regular season in terms of scoring, in terms of doing uh, other things. Like, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see guys like Eric Chernak uh, get involved heavily in the goal scoring. I mean, it's that kind of a series where uh, you lay a big hit along the boards, the puck, the puck squirts out right in front, and then you have uh, – your fourth line forward uh, right there scoring the game-winning goal. So uh, I, I'm just excited that we get to do this again, that that we, we continue to to, to help uh, show the rest of the NHL and, and, and as well as our locked-on NHL colleagues uh, why uh, hockey is – why one of the best uh, states in, in, in hockey is Florida. Yeah, and it's – people are talking about it more and more uh, here, even, even the people outside – people who – are casuals uh they talk about it more it's like oh they're going against each other right it's, i'm yeah. like yes they are tune in uh is it, you're gonna <laughs> or, because because this is the first time that it's happened as, as far as hockey it's never happened in basketball in football it's happened with the dolphins and the jaguars 
um back in like the late 90s dan marino's last game was a, a blowout a 62 to 7 blowout in jacksonville against mark brunel and the jags but the 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 panthers for them to for them to get the older brother two years in a row the the team that they're trying to get over i mean me and jacob winans have talked about on this show about how when the washington capitals won their cup in 2018 the pittsburgh penguins beat them in the in the postseason a few times over many many times uh and the washington capitals in 2018 found a way to get over the older brother at the time and uh, of course we we know how the story ends alexander ovechkin gets his first stanley cup it's funny because on the basketball side of things in the early 2010s the miami heat were that top seed and the indiana pacers were trying to get over that older brother but they didn't they did not get over that hump for for that core but and so we've seen two different iterations i've seen two different iterations of it but i think the florida panthers with their motivation going into this offseason to get to get all that draft capital out and bring in the players to help them now sam reinhardt i think of claude drew of course ben Sherratt, who who just faced these guys last year in the stanley cup final i think the the florida panther and i and goaltending hasn't been an issue for for the panthers we haven't had to talk about bringing in spencer knight in uh when when it comes to this team and the, we are talking about three goalies in last year's uh postseason uh series for these two it, it's only been one and that's a great thing for the panthers that's what they paid sergey Bobrovsky to do so i'm going to say the florida panthers finally get over the hump it it's it, it's time for them to get and and i think it makes the rivalry better it's not just because i'm rooting for this team but i think it makes the rivalry better for for florida that it's not so one-sided uh, it one time around and and of course i don't wish for the for the tampa bay lightning to win over um beat the florida panthers again if they meet again in a few years from now of course i'm going to root for the panthers but i think it's so good for for the rivalry as well that you know you get one you you get one out of these guys and 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 really make it a tradition that these guys will face off more more often because their their window is starting to open they're in that phase in their life cycle where it's starting to break open and it's like how, how are they gonna are they gonna ram through the door and just break it in this series or are they gonna not find a way to open that door so and i think with how determined they are and how they played well offseason and their motivation and even though they struggled on the power play in round one i think they find a way through so i'm gonna say Panthers in seven and they they got home ice in game seven and of course I know Tampa Bay won a road game seven in round one in Toronto in one of the toughest places to play but only they only lost seven times in the regular season at home so I I, I really like their chances being at FLA Live Arena which is after being there for games one two and five it's been a really great environment there so I'm going to say Panthers in seven all right that's that's <laughs> i may, may the best man win i i mean it like we said we you know got, yeah. who knows what's going to happen in the first couple of games but listen uh these two teams playing each other is going to be tons of fireworks and, and i can't wait to see what happens yeah if you're a neutral fan of, of uh of the series you're all probably relaxed and just enjoying some hockey but if you're uh if you're people like um, Mr. Adam Danker and myself, uh, it's going to be some long nights. It's going to be some, it's going to be some, uh, 
you know, some shivers down our spines at times, some maybe pacing around back and forth just to see who who's going to who's going to break through if, if the game is tied late, especially in this type of rivalry. It's going to be fun and I'm really looking forward to it. So, Adam, I want to thank you for joining me on this crossover edition, pre-series crossover edition of the Battle of Florida edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast and Locked On Tampa Bay Lightning podcast. For everyone on my side, tell everybody where they can follow you and your work online. Uh, you could follow my work on Last Word on Sports. I'm writing about hockey on there. Uh, you could give uh, the show a follow, for Locked On Lightning, LO underscore Lightning on Twitter, as well as Locked On underscore Lightning on instagram uh and yeah give us a follow on the youtube channel if you want to see me uh gloat about some of the lightning wins or if you want to see me absolutely uh sit in misery after some of the lightning losses for, for sure and everyone on the li lightning feed uh oh, they can follow me on twitter at monoman 12 follow the show account on twitter at lo underscore f la panthers and of course check out the guys at pantherparkway.com as we put they have, they have posted a few articles heading into this battle of florida so take a read and and of course uh it, it's it's on it's on yeah, it's so on. adam thank you and we'll talk again soon yeah absolutely armando it's always a pleasure